Welcome back to another Food for Thought, a bonus show of the Pipes Magazine radio show. And thanks in part to our sponsors, uh, Savinelli, Cornell and Deal, Missouri Mearsham, and SmokingPipes.com. This time we are talking about a subject that I know absolutely nothing about. I've never really considered it, and I don't know what its real purpose is except to pick things up and put them down um but we're we're talking uh uh power lifting or weight lifting and we're talking it with uh nate rose of the rose pipe company nate welcome back and uh, uh so you competed in power power lifting is that the right term for it yeah, I um, I competed in strongman more specifically, but I did powerlifting for about three years leading up to uh, jumping into strongman. Okay, so um, what what's the difference? <laughs> so uh, strongman is well, I'll start with powerlifting because it's more easy to explain. Um, powerlifting is more of a static movement, so meaning you would pick something up and put it right down, you're not going to move. Okay. Uh, strongman is more of a, uh, a fluid motion of training, so you would still pick something up, but then you would walk or run as fast as you can, about 40 to 25 feet, or there are some movements where all you do is pick up the object and put it down. Okay, so one is with a barbell where you just lift it up into the air yeah. and then put it back down, and the other one is where you take a big giant cement dumpster and push it up a hill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, powerlifting is specifically uh, squat, bench, and deadlift, and strongman, there's, I don't even know, if, I think there's something like 25 different events, and some of them are just um, squat, deadlift, obviously, then there's... Um, you could do an overhead press. You could uh, deadlift for reps. You could deadlift a car. Um, you could pick up boulders ranging from 250 pounds up to 400 pounds. Um, <laughs> you could, yeah, you could do uh, a yoke, which is a yoke is essentially um, a squat, which is you just um, you would lay into the bar like you would to pick up a squat like um, the bar, and instead you will pick it up and then you will walk with it. And then you will turn and walk back. There's a lot of different things you can do. There's different simple things like hammer throw. So you would take, for all you nerds, like Molnir, you would take a you know, 40 or 50, 60 pound hammer and you would swing and don't totally rotate your body and you would throw it with all your might and whoever can throw it the farthest wins. Like it's, there's a lot of different variations of what a strongman, um, the actual game could be. That, so could you also like you know like chop down a tree and then carry the entire tree down the river and then chop it up into pieces because you're Canadian so yeah oh yeah not to mention you gotta eat a pound of bacon after you do all this the fastest one to do it wins yeah well before we get into the diet for this um, so this this is different than bodybuilding or yeah which you know which is just you know building muscles for decoration this is building muscle for I don't know, some practical use of if you ever get stuck under a 400-pound boulder. Well, yeah, and some guys, it's not even about the uh, muscle. Like, obviously, you need muscle, but, like, uh, some guys just believe mass moves mass, right? So, like, for bodybuilding, you spend so much time training, and your diet is so regulated versus in strongman. You're still regulated dietary-wise, 
but you can be a little bit more lenient with it because obviously there are guys who compete with the smallest, you know, little frames. There's different weight classes. But if you look at the biggest of the biggest and the strongest on the planet, they're all over 400 pounds, right? <laughs> so mass moves mass. And, and those guys that are 400 pounds, they don't look like, you know, Mr. Olympus with all the rippled little stuff and the shaved and, no. <laughs> and the totally waxed bodies and all that stuff. And uh, no. <laughs> I, I would imagine there's a lot of beards involved in this, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah yep. so, yeah like i think eddie hall is he holds the world record for the deadlift and he is i believe my height which is six three and he when he did the deadlift i believe he was something like 400 or 420 pounds so pretty much just him standing up is a good deadlift <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> i mean i you know i hate to say it but my idea of powerlifting is you know picking up a dozen cinnamon rolls and putting them into my mouth. Um, what got you into this? What, what was the, what was the spark? For uh, I, uh, well, I guess it would have been right out of college or yeah, right out of college. I, um, I took a job at a dealership and I, um, I was always, I always grew up like I was always skinny. I was like a hundred and you know, 60, 70 pounds at six, three. I was just a, you know, bean pole. And, uh, when I started working at the dealership, all I did was I lugged tires for eight hours a day. So I started to develop and I started to eat like a hog. And then I, uh, I lost that job and I, you know, your diet flip flops. And I, you know, I, uh, kept eating the way I was already eating. And I went from like 220 to, uh, 300 pounds within a year and just, uh, fat, no muscle. I wasn't working out. And I just got to the point where my knees hurted, so I knew I needed to do something. So instead of, for a while, I got away with it. I, I turned around and I bought myself a whole home gym, everything you can need. And uh, I got myself down to 240, and then I tried the diet. And, and then I started to notice I really enjoyed uh, the heavy lifting. So I joined a gym and got more into the heavy lifting. And you always accelerate in some field. And for me, I was really good at the deadlift. And... Uh, then it just kind of transformed and progressed. And then I met a couple of guys who were uh, doing competitive powerlifting and I could deadlift um, more than them. And they kind of pressured me to uh, consider competing in powerlifting. And then I did that for a little bit. And then I saw a strongman and just thought it was the coolest thing in the world and thought I'll give it a go and ended up, attempting and did it for about a year and got seriously injured. Oh, <laughs> so no. here I am now. <laughs> so, but, all right. So you got to So you got to build muscle and yeah, and you got to do a lot of lifting. Is it a lot of when you, when you're, when you're training for this, is it a lot of repetitions and then you go for your max or is it just a, a few repetitions and then you try to, you know, I don't know, grab a Volkswagen and spin it over your head. Yeah. So, um, there's, yeah, more or less like you want to do some, there's two options, sorry, there's two options for training. You can, um, so generally I'm not going to bore everybody, but generally there is, um, if you would pick a day, so what's the day, April 29th. So let's just say, uh, September 1st, I'm going to compete. So what I would do is I would set up a taper. So my taper program 
it would be whatever workouts are going to be in there. And what I would do is I would progressively go from higher reps and low weights. And every week it would change. It would become um, a little bit heavier and a little less rep. And it, what's happening okay. is I'm peaking. So eventually by September 1st, I will, by technical terms, be as strong as I possibly can be. And my body isn't overworked because about a week before that, I'm going to do probably minimal training and just a lot of stretching and I'll still do the motions. So I'll still like, I'll do a deadlift day and I'll do a grip strength day and a squat day. Cause it's doing the strong man. And that way I'm not hurting myself. I'm not overexerting myself, but I'm going through the motions. So it's still rhythmic and feels natural. I don't want to take too much time off in between my last workout and my actual competition day, because then all of a sudden I get the deadlift and all of a sudden I'm stiff and I'll pull a hamstring before I even pull the bar. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So you're, so, you're, 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 you're kind of building up to this in a pyramid, but then the top of the pyramid yes. is kind of a relaxing, uh, yeah. Insane. Yeah. You're, you're all relaxed and loose and ready to actually, you know, like, you know, take two Volkswagens yeah, and spin them above your head. Exactly. And bodybuilding does the same thing, but the difference with, they don't peak with their training. What they would do is they would peak with their weight loss. So they would slowly taper off what they're eating. And that way they're getting as lean as possible. And then they would do, um, um, oh, I'm going to get it wrong and I'm going to get called out. Um, they would, <laughs> is, it, they cut wa- is it they cut water? I think they cut yeah. water and it makes the skin tighten up, which shows their muscles more. Yeah. Yeah. I do I, strongman, not bodybuilding. Don't call me out on it. <laughs> I don't. But I know they do the same thing. I don't do any of this. I mean, I consider. Oh, I know. I, I can I consider carrying the step stool up a flight of stairs weightlifting for me, um, and I and I do it. You know, I bring the step stool up. I do what I need with it, and then I let it sit there for a day and rest, and then I carry it back down the next day. Um, You're tapering. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a I'm a <laughs> professional. Um, what was your What's your diet like? What was your diet like when you were training? So for me, because I was going into my first, uh, with powerlifting, I tried to regulate my weight. My weight class was um, uh, 266 to 278, I believe it was in there. And so I just tried to hang out in there. And I, I naturally will just sit at that weight. And in strongman, um, my weight class, if you were anything over 260, then you had 260 to, I believe it was 290. And then anything after that, you're considered a he- super heavyweight. So I was in the heavyweight category. Um, so for me, because again, I just naturally kind of hang out at the 260 to 270 range. Um, I just kind of ate what I wanted within reason. So I always made sure my protein was correct. So I'd always have a chicken breast or some sort of protein source that would get me 25 to 30 grams of protein. Um, I took all my vitamins like a good boy. Um, <laughs> but I, tr- I tried not to restrict myself because... I knew wholeheartedly that my chances of getting hurt were more likely than success just because when I, when I transitioned to strongman, I reached out and I got in touch with the guys who were running the event, which was just 40 minutes away. And, um, I said, Oh, I'm going to, you know, I'll hold out and I'll do the event the next year. And they really were like, no, like just jump into it. Like who cares? And even when I got introduced and had my music go off and all that cool wrestling bullshit, I, uh, <laughs> Wait, you had um, you had walkout music? Well, they like enter you and they would say like, you know, this is so-and-so, he's a super heavyweight, whatever. For me, it was, you know, Nate Rose, he's um, our newest member. He's a power lifter. He's never done this. And that's, so there was no much, there was no pressure there. And I had trained a little bit with one of the, uh, 
one of the super heavyweights. He was only 15 minutes away from me, and he had his whole uh, his whole gym set up. You know how I have to make half of my pipe making tools? Well, he made half of his strongman equipment, so it was pretty <laughs> cool. <laughs> he just said, "Come on out," and he really, you know, picked me around and showed me kind of what was up and that I wasn't ready for it. But he even said, "He's like." You're going to be fine. You know, your deadlift is right there with, you know, some of the super heavyweights. You'll be okay. Like, you know, your grip strength is great. And uh, his big thing was just don't cut weight for the meat. If you go in heavy and even fatter. So for somehow I went from my 266 and I just had a little bit too much pancakes, bacon, and maple syrup because I'm Canadian. (laughs) And I walked in at 300. He's like, just do it. Who cares? You know, just enjoy the event. So my diet, I didn't. I didn't alter much. I just made sure I was never hungry because that's a big factor. You never want to hear your stomach gargle and be hungry because the first thing your body's going to do is it's going to eat your muscle. So, huh. okay. So, so wait a second. Now, now I've learned something here. Bear with me a minute. <laughs> Bear with sure. me a minute because I'm getting excited. All right. Um, I'm not going to become a power lifter, a whatever lifter, but you know, maybe, you know, maybe I want to have, instead of my little keg of my little keg of beer on my belly, maybe I want to have a six pack. Um, Mm -hmm. nobody gets to look, sorry. So you were, you were consistently feeding your system so that it was, so that it wouldn't shut down and you made sure that you were constantly getting food in because, so maybe that's one of the things I might be doing wrong in my diet is (laughs) and why I don't have a whole bunch of muscles because I, you know, well, I don't know, or it could just be that I'm skinny and lazy. Um, what kind of, what kind of vitamins were you taking? Uh, I was taking, um, a multivitamin. I was taking a two pack. So you could buy multivitamin in single pill or you can buy a full pack, which is, um, it's a bit more intense and it's a pack. So instead of like, like I said, popping one pill, you would pop a pack. So it's, it looks like a little, um, like a little dime bag, basically. And it's got about 15 <laughs> to 20 pills in it. And it's all the chemical breakdowns and they're in their most purest form. And I would take two of those a day. Oh, boy. Um, I would take, I would take four fish oil and I would take, uh, magnesium as well. And I made sure I always drank four to six liters of water a day, four to six liters, liters. of water. So liters is 36. Blah, 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 blah. That's a it's like, bunch it's like of 10 water, water bottles. Wow. So you but got, just be, you, keep you, hydrated and everything else. Yeah, and you got a lot of a lot of trips to the bathroom. Um, you regulate. Eventually, you will regulate to it. That's the biggest thing. Whenever um, I want to step back and pay attention to my fitness, the first thing I do is I start drinking a lot of water. I'm like, God dang! Like, there's like a you know break the seal. It's, there's totally like a, a little time lapse where you got to get through that crappy time and you just going to have to pee all the time. And then eventually it will tamper off and you won't have to go as bad. Or I guess you just get used to it. One of the two. I think this is the first time ever on this show. We've heard pee all the time and tamper off, um, but I love it. I absolutely love it. So now that, what was the heaviest thing you've ever lifted or ah. moved or wiggled? What was your happiest? What was your happiest moment in this whole uh, powerlifting thing? I have it. Um, so in powerlifting, my biggest, um, I was I could bench three sixty raw. So what raw? There's nothing. Well, there is raw strongman, but anyway, there's there's geared powerlifting. 
So gear is you basically would put on like a super suit. No, I'm not even making it up. It's a suit that keeps you tight and helps your muscles move more weight. <laughs> and then there's raw. So raw is you just, you go out there, you can have your wrist straps, but they have to be, um, oh, I can't remember this acronym, but it's basically like the Canadian Federation of Powerlifting, which basically they looked at it and said, all it's doing is it's not going to let your wrist break unless your wrist just, is, is, you know, it's going to break. So the best raw deadlift or bench press I did was uh, 364. And what a raw deadlift is, or geez, what a raw bench press is, is um, you would take the bar from the bench press, you would put it on your chest and you would hold it for one second and then you would push. There's no momentum. That's a big thing people don't realize when they bench press, just because yeah. you can bench press and bounce it off your chest. It doesn't mean Jack, you got to hold it for a second, show that it's not moving at all. And then you get the cue to go and then you would press it. That was my biggest, um, I guess my biggest bench press, um, deadlift, my biggest deadlift I've ever pulled. I pulled a six eighty two, <laughs> and the biggest strongman deadlift I couldn't do. This is how I ultimately got hurt, um, in the meat. So the thing with, um, the other thing that with strongman versus powerlifting, when you go into a powerlifting meet, your expectation to lift is zero. So what that means is you get to walk in and I go, I'm Nate Rose. Um, okay, what are you going to deadlift? I'm going to start with the 250. And you only get three chances. You only get three opportunities to do all three of the movements to put your best total up because your goal is to accomplish a great total. And then you could walk in and be like, I'm Brian Levine. I'm going to deadlift 225. Okay, we both go up. We both hit it great. Next round, what do you want to deadlift, Nate? All right, I'm going to go for a 315. And then you would pick your weight. And if you miss, you got one more shot. And if you miss again, then your best deadlift would only be a 225. So in strongman, when you walk in, you go, hi, I'm Nate Rose, and I'm here to be a super heavyweight or a heavyweight. They go, okay, so here's what we're doing today. You are going to deadlift 600 pounds or 700 pounds for the max amount of reps in one minute, and everybody else is going to do it. But whoever can do it the most that's your winner. And that's how strongman works. You don't get to walk in and pick um, overall strength. There are the odd events. So my actual strongman day, the only event I got to pick my weight was my overhead press. The deadlift was set at uh, 650 and it was an axle deadlift. So what an axle deadlift is, um, for anybody who deadlifts, you know, when you bend, when you pull the bar, it will give you a little bit of bend. It will play with you a little bit. An axle deadlift is an axle from a car. It will not bend. The You cannot sit into the weight. So the weight does not disperse and bend for you. It's just in its rawest form. And I could not move it. Um, one, because again, I was so new to the game. I was only, you know, I was so used to a bar bending and the way I sit into a, you know, into a deadlift, my, um, my bum basically touches the ground and comes up and the bar moves. With this, um, I couldn't bend it, so I couldn't move it. I didn't know how to grip it. And so I ended up attempting it um, seven times, and I, could, I couldn't even move it. Wow. And something was, you know, something was wrong in my back. And then um, the other five guys I had to compete with, the only, only one guy could do it. And then they said, we have to have a second and third place, so someone's got to do it. So they dropped it to 450. And that way I... Um, when I went and sat it, I lifted it. I got it to my, sh- uh, I got it to my knees, but I couldn't lock it. So meaning I couldn't drive my hips through the bar to finish the motion. So it counts as zero. And something happened when I did that. And then 
I guess, like you said, what's the biggest weight? The biggest weight I've ever lifted, but I could not move. Um, I had to do a yoke. So what the yoke was, was like I said, I think when we started, it was basically my weight, put 900 pounds on a squat, right? Get under it, lift it. You're going to walk 10 feet and then you're going to walk 10 feet back. I lifted (laughs) it and I moved three inches and I didn't have the balance. I didn't know what, you know, how to do it. And I just basically, I could, I lifted it three times and I had nothing left in me. And that was probably, that was the most weight I've ever physically handled on my body. Yeah. But wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. You got 900 pounds of stuff on you and moved it three inches. Yeah. That's 900 pounds, which is the equivalent of the average of what? Four, four adult males. Yeah. standing on your shoulders and you moved them three inches (laughs) and and you felt like you were a loser after not being able to move it all 10 feet back oh yeah it was like it was the (laughs) it was the coolest day walking into it but when i left i was like beyond heartbroken because i was so embarrassed and just ticked because again like i i I, it was one of those things where it was like i knew that uh i I wasn't gonna win i ended up taking third and I knew I wasn't going to win, but I knew I didn't think it was going to be that bad. Like you walk in because the thing is, weightlifting is a total game of ego. There's no team, right? There's I have no one else to rely on but myself. It comes down to my eating, conditioning, and my training. And to me, I failed. Like yeah, I moved some great weight. I, you know, I ended up pressing 225 pounds over my head. But like at the end of the day, I wanted to walk out and be like, I finished every event versus of the five events. I think I had three that were incomplete and I just, yeah. <laughs> but I look, yeah, I know. Okay. So, so you had, so you had a, a bit of an injury and that kind of ended that, uh, because you didn't want to like permanently damage yourself. Yeah. So what happened was I, I left and I felt fine. Like I, I was fine. I don't, you know, I, I remember we came, my wife drove and we got home. I, my in-laws had made me um, a big shepherd's pie and they knew what had happened and they were like, you know, you know, get them next time. And I'm like, hell yeah. And my, my plan was to, you know, to compete one or two more times that year. And then the next year I was going to make a five-year goal to make uh, Ontario's strongest man, not to be the strongest man, but I wanted to qualify and be able to go and be like, you know, cool. I did in five years. And I went to bed that night and when I woke up, I couldn't move. And my wife, um, she, you know, you're going to get out of bed. And I'm like, uh, I can't. And something was wrong. And I tried fighting with it. Um, she eventually had to get me out of bed and I had to go to work and just tough it out and be wait, a man about it. Let me, let me, pause, and, uh, let me wait, let me pause yep. right there for a minute because you're 260 some odd pounds and your wife had to get you out of bed and she's not competing in powerlifting. <laughs> Well, Brian, if you really need to know, um, my wife, she's not a strong man. She's not a power lifter, but she did train with me uh, enough that she eventually accomplished um, a 225 pound deadlift. All right. So, uh, uh, yes. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's, uh, yeah. you know, she's, she's, she's an athlete in her own right. She's phenomenal. We, both of us, since my son's been born, have basically, we've been chipping away at our fitness, but our goal is to get back to where we were. But uh, let's be safer about it. But yeah, yeah she right, basically so she just held my hand and like I just one, two, three, rocked my body and she got me out of bed. Yeah, so she threw you over her shoulders and carried you out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, spanked me. <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't. Whatever you guys do at home is up to you. Um, yeah. 
so that was kind of the end of the the end of the career for you, right? No. So <laughs> so what I did so what I did was like I said I was I played with it for a while and I just tried to you know let's figure this stuff out by myself and I can fix it and and I had talked to um, the gentleman that I the super heavyweight that allowed me to come to his gym um, his for short what we called him was Bear so what he suggested was. Um, um, I needed to talk to a sports therapist, like a physical therapist for my back. So he actually got me in touch with a guy that helped him because he had done almost the same thing, just not as drastic. And so I met with the gentleman and had a few appointments. And basically what happened was I slipped the discs in my um, L3, L4, and L5 on my spine, which is the lowest portion. So basically what happened was is when I deadlifted, uh, for anybody who won't understand, um, I... How do I explain it? I basically, instead of sitting into the bar, my legs went straight and I tried to lift it all with my back and no, no legs. And my back didn't like it. And because I was wearing my fancy dancy support belt that I'm sure you've seen guys wear, um, it kept everything tight. And then when I went to sleep, I let it relax. And that's when it all hell broke loose on my back. And I, he gave me like, so now when I train, um, I have to do, uh, 30 to 40 minutes of rigorous stretching, which includes simple things like I'll take a broomstick and have it um, touch the top of my head and have my hand midway on my back. And it has to touch my head, my shoulders and my butt. And it's because it's keeping everything in alignment. And I just have to like sit there and practice bending and make sure it feels fluid in motion. It's a lot of work, but like, I also don't want to wake up and have to have my wife throw me over her shoulder again. <laughs> yeah. Or have to get a jumbo size wheelchair for you because you could end up permanently well, paralyzed. Well, and that's the thing. Like, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't think I'll ever do it again. I might power lift, but I don't think I'll ever do strongman again. Cause for me, it's like, I got a kid now and it's like, the last thing I want is him to be like, you know, let's go play. And like, I can't touch my toes or something. Cause I destroyed my back. Right. <laughs> So you are doing some, you're doing some maintenance exercise right now and you know, just, yeah. just so that you don't turn into a big fat blob of pipe maker, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm still at my 260 to two, you know, 270 right in there. And yeah, like my wife and I have a little gym set up. So I, I train probably two or three times a week and you know, one day I'm benching the other day I'm deadlifting and I'll squat here and there. But like, you know, for me, the most thing is I just want to be fit and, you know, feel healthy and, you know not be a big blob of a dad you know i don't need a dad bod like yeah and <laughs> nothing wrong with that but and now you can throw a bag of briar over your shoulder and walk around with it for a while oh and, man yeah. it's uh it's pretty funny i uh i'll send so this is just let's give everyone a moment to talk about pipes for two seconds but i uh i rusticate pipes pretty often um and one of the things that i talked with a couple of my different guys I talked to and they said, Oh, like, you know, you're going to take a while to get your hands used to, to the cranking and the pushing and the, you know, all the wear and tear. And I've never had the problem. And they all, they always have the joke. Same as I, if I overly rusticate a pipe, they're like <laughs> that damn power lifting in you. <laughs> <laughs> don't need so, a, Don't need a drill press. I just use my teeth. Yeah, basically <laughs> use my eye socket to crack beers open. Oh, ow, ow. Um, well, and be careful. Those <laughs> beers are expensive up there. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. you got to have real beer, not like the water you, you guys drink. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. 
All right, so so basically, uh, I'm assuming that there's YouTube videos and stuff for people that if they're interested in strongman or powerlifting, they can go figure that out there and learn all that from it, and uh, and then you know trying to. <laughs> I I can't imagine any of us wanting to lift 900 pounds, but you know there there'd be a goal out there. Yeah, there's actually um if you're if you're actually interested in the sport, like just from like a like just from like a, a viewership, obviously, there's actually um a couple of documentaries on Netflix. If you just look up strongman, there's a two or three of them on there that uh, they do a really good deep dive. And I was already in the sport when they came out, and I was like, oh, this is so cool. And it uh, talks about the one guy Eddie Hall chasing. Um, he had a goal to deadlift the most amount to ever be lifted by a human being. And that was the whole premise of the whole video right to the point where, you know, he does or doesn't do it, you know? So it was pretty cool. And they show you his diet and it just, you know, I'm looking at what I was eating. I'm like, Holy cow. Like the fact that he can even eat that. But <laughs> it's, it's like the diet of the sumo wrestlers, you know, six chickens. Oh yeah. And, uh, yeah. We, we don't, we don't eat a dozen eggs. We eat six chickens instead. Um, Oh, it was, yeah, it was crazy. I remember, uh, what, what was it he was throwing in? There was something that him, like Eddie Hall, his wife was doing, because she was in on it, obviously, too. Like, you can make a living at it. And she, uh, what was it? Was he eating two tubs of ice cream a day? And he was throwing, like, bacon in every meal just because he wanted the calorie, like the caloric intake. I was like, that is disgusting. <laughs> yeah, all right. So from that from that diet, which is probably not real yeah. healthy in the first place, um, I mean, I would imagine that you know you, somewhere down the road that cholesterol and sugar intake will catch up to some of these people. Well, and you know what? That was you know if I had to give a couple reasons to not bother with it anymore, even at the level I was at, like whatever you want to call it, I my favorite quote ever was "Big dogs die early," and it's true because you got to think like you're eating so much you know caloric intake and your cholesterol and your fats and your carbs and you know don't worry about the protein because at the end of the day like it's if you overdo protein it can hurt you too but like yeah i know like um obviously like in the end of the at the end of the day you know you don't want to be in your 40s and 50s eating those amounts those mass amounts there are guys who do it who are still competing on the pro circuit but like if you ever catch them in documentaries the first thing they say is the minute i'm done i'm i'm done with this diet like i know like I keep referencing it, but Eddie Hall, he, uh, he actually, he won world strongest man in 2019. No, was it 18? I don't know. Horrible fan. And uh, the first thing he did was he, he lost all this weight. Like he lost, he went from 400 to 300 and something. And he's just shredded now. And he was just saying, he was like, it's bad for your knees. Um, I can only imagine what my heart looks like, all my veins. And it's just like, kind of makes you think. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, you know, he's (laughs) also, He's also said, I don't want to die a sheep. I want to die a lion. And he won world's strongest man. So he achieved his goal. So I think he could be happy now, but. Well, and maybe, you know, maybe after, uh, you know, after doing all that working out and stuff, sitting down with a pipe would probably be good for him because it would just relax him a little bit. <laughs> right. Hey, do you watch, uh, do you watch Game of Thrones? No, no, that, that's been something we've been avoiding. Stream, uh, no, me too. Binging because I'm afraid I'd get into the entire thing. No, me too. And I was the only reason I asked was because um, the one I don't know his name on the show. I'm sorry, but I don't. I also do not watch it. But the one character on there, um, he's a giant of a man. His name is Hathor Bjornsson. You know him? No. He uh, he competes in strongman right against Eddie Hall and all the best. And he's taken like top 
top three of the past five years. So if any of you guys are Game of Thrones fans, I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. But he's at the top of the game, and he's like 6'9", 400 pounds, but he's pretty well shredded just because he's such a large man. So Yeah. Wow. Uh, this has been uh, Nate. This has been fun, and uh, you know, and again, it's you know, something that I I knew nothing about. I'm probably never, you know, going to compete. I don't know. I think I've got a five pound barbell around here that I use for my neck exercises. <laughs> uh, yep. And, and that's the big one. I have a smaller one. It's three pounds. Uh, there you go. But I I appreciate you coming on and, and telling your story, and uh, you know, hopefully, you know, look if you. We we were talking before we recorded that you know if you if you want to go to Disney World or something, toting a diaper bag around is no big deal for you because that's only fifteen or twenty pounds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, that's uh, it was funny. My wife and I were just um, before I came out here to work. My my son wanted to, to sit in the um, uh, laundry basket, and she took him was swinging him, and was we were laughing and saying she's doing kettlebell swings with thirty pounds, and it just. Yeah, like lugging around him, it's like he gets so heavy. I'm like, how is he like, you know, I, I, whatever I used to be able to, you know, whatever I can curl, sorry, but like, so different when you have to carry a diaper bag or a little kid. It's two times as heavy. I'm telling you, it's not true. <laughs> well, thanks again for coming on and thanks for, thanks for telling your story. Oh, no. Thanks for having me, Brian. It's always a pleasure. And uh, thanks again to smokingpipes.com, Missouri Mearsham, Cornell and Deal, and uh, Savinelli. And thanks all for listening. And that's been just some food for thought. Mm-hmm.